0: Hello, and welcome to the podcast series, Ready, Set, Game, The Rhetoric of Games, a podcast created by Emory University students in David Morgan's Play, Make, Write, Think class. Over
1: the course of the series, we will approach games as operating within the larger media ecology and attempt to diagram the competing forces at work within that landscape.
0: In each episode, we will play and analyze a specific game with an eye toward its rhetorical situation and the role it plays within the broader medium.
1: We'll focus on the way these games encourage players to think in order to move through them and what sorts of decisions the games force us to make.
0: As we probe the underlying rules of game systems and speculate about what's going on underneath the hood, we'll ponder where they are taking us and to what ends. How do these games encourage certain types of problem solving and learning? What sorts of values do they promote? What sorts of new perspectives do we gain in the playing?
1: So buckle up and come play with us. Since their creation in 1970, action adventure games have been increasingly popular, with the showpiece being The Last of Us. The combination of solving situational problems while giving your player the chance to perform some miraculously violent act is what draws so many people to the game and why they're so including. The game The Last of Us is an action adventure game with a storyline that doesn't just work to please the gamer. I am Greg Lawrence. And I'm Winslow Wangley. And we will be examining the game The Last of Us. I personally believe The Last of Us is one of the best video games in history, regardless of genre. The game engineers worked for seven years on perfecting their piece and were rewarded with multiple awards for the game. The game follows a man who's named Joel, who lost his daughter in the first scene to the virus. A girl who comes later in the story and Ellie, who's supposed to be smuggled out of the city. And that is the main goal of the game. The setting is a post-apocalyptic era with a disease that infects people and turns them into different levels of zombie-like creatures. The creatures present one problem for Joel and Ellie, while the people hunters and extremist government officials make their journeys seem dauntingly impossible. The strategy the game developers used was to incorporate a choice for the player to try and get to the objective quietly, sneaking around, or kill every living and non-living thing in your path. Joel's curb stomping, shanking, shooting, and head bashing works to initially show our character's environment, but eventually progresses into a medium for showing Joel's mental instability as a character trait. YouTube channel Folding Ideas argued this claim about the game developers, and they used the example from the ending. It was the part where we see the interaction between Joel and Ellie for the first time, when Joel tells her the big lie. We don't get to see this interaction from Joel or Ellie's perspective, but a third-person view, which gives us an objective view of the crazy man Joel has become. The first instance you experience with Joel is in his home as a disaster from the virus. He unfortunately couldn't save
0: his daughter, which was followed by a lack of hesitation when it came to violence in the future. One reason you should build such an early relationship with the characters in the game is the characters are not perfect. Joel is not created to be a good person who commands our support. He is a single father to a dead daughter who finds himself in a position to take care of another young girl who reminds him of his daughter. This is what pushes him to carry on, even though Ellie seems to be the one who knows what to do most of the time. The story takes about 13 hours to play and the ending is frustrating for so many players. The reason I'm not dissatisfied is because once you've played the story, Uh, you realize that Joel actually has a very specific thing he cares for. He only really cares for Ellie. And everyone else to him is basically nothing. He shows very um, stark signs of uh, psychopathic traits, where he shows little remorse or care for almost everyone. And while psychopaths actually can, have some sort of um care for another human it's only very surface level and for him it's just to save ellie and make sure she is okay and that's really the only person that he cares for and in the ending he goes to uh, a scientist compound where uh scientists are working on a cure to the virus that has destroyed the human population and the problem with that is they need to kill Ellie to gain the virus, because Ellie has the has a mutation that lets her survive the virus, and they need to kill her to get that mutation. However, Joel decides that he's quite selfish and doesn't tell Ellie, but he ends up murdering almost everyone in the facility and ruining the chance of a cure, just so he can have Ellie to himself. The game developers, initially in the beginning, wanted to
1: show Joel as a family man who was struck by a tragedy. And as we progressed through the game, we get to see how Joel really took a wrong turn with his life. I mean, maybe it was for survival purposes, but Throughout the story, we hear instances of Joel being a bad guy before he met Ellie, and he knows, like, the tricks and the strategies of the hunters and looters because he used to be one of them, he says. We still all like Joel from that time being. The culmination of his psychopathic behavior comes from when he goes to the hospital and realizes Ellie is about to kill to, to save the human race, and he'd rather kill innocent doctors, guards, and fireflies just so you could have Ellie safe and not lose another little girl. That ending really angered me when I first encountered it, but it really made sense. In Ellie's character, when we first meet her, she is a scared little girl, but she quickly becomes a brave, level-headed piece in the journey of Joel and Ellie. With the ending, Ellie's good-hearted, kind soul would have most definitely gave her life to find a cure for the virus. But we see Joel's
0: reaction to that, and he kills everyone, steals Ellie, and leaves. So it's clear that Joel really only cares for himself, not even for Ellie, really. He only wants Ellie just to help him survive on his own. And another important thing to note is that The world that Joel is supposedly saving Ellie from is not a world that most people would even want to live in. Mm. He's basically confining her to a place where they're always under attack, could die horribly at any moment and are struggling to survive at any point in time. So what Joel does is really, really quite selfish when you look at the character after playing the game and see their relationship to each other, they become nearly inseparable. So much so that Joel will do anything to keep her with him. And I just thought it would be an interesting
1: point to touch on um, the relation between playing this game, say, six months ago, eight months ago, and playing this game now. I kind of see this game as like a nightmare of our present situation. I know we're on lockdown, it's not like, I just wanted to see what your thoughts were on playing the game now versus uh, time before the coronavirus.
0: Well, right now, it's it's definitely more real to me. Pandemics are really quite similar in that people start to panic, such Mm -hmm. as in the real world, uh, buying toilet paper, or in The Last of us' world, um, driving frantically and ending up shooting other people just to survive on their own. Obviously in The Last of Us, the situation is a lot more severe and society has broken down a lot more, but it is something that could plausibly have happened, even if the coronavirus had maybe like 10 times the amount of, fatalities as it does now, it would be an unstoppable virus, and society could have just broken down after that. So it is very real uh, to me right now. While you're stuck in quarantine, we recommend that you download and play The Last of Us. You will be transported to a world not too far from our own right now, and follow a story of a man and a girl who fight to survive against all odds. Throughout the story, they develop an emotional bond, and Joel realizes that he cannot live without Ellie. At the end of the story, you will realize how Joel displays sociopathic tendencies where he only shows emotion to Ellie and nobody else. He will do anything to keep her with him and will kill anyone in his way. This is a story of The Last of Us, a sympathetic sociopath and a brave girl who fight their way to survive in a post-apocalyptic world.
1: I'd like to give a special thanks to our assistant producer Winslow for being a part of the episode and to our line producer Michael Merriam, also to Professor Morgan who made this all possible. I would also like to credit Naughty Dog for making my favorite game and I hope you all have a great day and stay healthy.